Good morning, good morning to each and every one of you. Welcome to this special session of the Sunday Morning Inspiration Show. I am your host, C. Maria Wall, a.k.a. the Mediating Shiro, right here at your ground zero. We are about to start our next to our last show for this year. Next Sunday, of course, will be December 31st. We will be rounding out our program with a recap of this year, uh, which will be a continuation more or less of this week's sessions. But we're going to continue our Know Thy Worth series right up until 11.59 p.m. on December 31st. And guess what? We may even continue it in 2018. So before our opening music starts, I want to thank each and every one of you for being here with me on this journey throughout 2017. So if you're ready, everyone should be in a line or seated position. Don't want anyone to get hurt. Don't want anyone to fall. Your eyes should be closed during our stress relief and release session. I'm going to get some other things taken care of while we program. You get situated, listen to the opening music, and we will be back as soon as that is completed. Okay, so if everyone's ready, get yourself situated. We'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do I keep doing this to myself? Giving my heart to someone else who can't seem to comprehend and just pretend, just pretend to love me the way they got loved me. Oh, the way they got love me. Why do I keep doing this to myself? Giving my heart to someone else who can't seem to comprehend and just pretend, just pretend to love me. The way that God loved me. God loved me. Mm-hmm. The way that God loved me. But I bathed in the mind. Mm-hmm. Submerged myself the in the decay of the world. Mm-hmm. Oh. Making bad decisions over and over again. Drenching my pillow with tears again. Thinking the void could be filled by a man. A man who blackened my eyes, demolished my pride, as he daily belittled my self-esteem. With each raise of his hands, I had to muffle a scream. But I don't have to stay here, trapped in my pain here. My Redeemer conquered 
There's hell in the grave. Yahweh lives. So my soul can be saved. Mm, the way that God loves me. Yeah. The way that God loves me. Mm, the way that God loves me. Another session of this our Sunday morning inspiration program. This is the next to the last show for the year of 2017. As always, we are continuing our Know Thy Worth series. This week, I'll be answering some of the questions I've received throughout the year. Many of us are going through the same issues, roadblocks, and pitfalls. So I've tried to prioritize the questions according to popularity. If you read this week's inspiration, you will see that what I have said all year long has meaning even in oldest books in history. But before we jump into that, again, we're going to start with our stress relief and release. So while you're still preparing, because some of us tend to procrastinate, let's get into our salutations and announcements. So last week, our largest listenership had come from the United States of America, the United Kingdom, Germany, Canada, Italy, and an honorable mention to Brazil. Brazil came in at number six, USA was first, the UK was second, Germany was third, Canada was fourth, Italy was fifth, and Brazil was running a very close second to Italy to get into that number five spot. So how's everyone doing? 
we're almost at the end of this year and I've had plenty of people who sent me requests, when are you coming to visit, are you going to be here with us this year, so forth and so on. But you know, this is one of those times of the year when I understand what it's like when you're alone and you don't have anyone and you're by yourself, so you feel very, very, very depressed. Well, that's what these shows are all about. You're not alone. I understand what you're going through. So let's walk this out together. Again, if you are alone this holiday season, let me give out our number right now, 202-618-2556. That's 202-618-2556. If I have to set up a special conference call for us, I've done this many years in the past, I will do that just so that we can sit and socialize together so that we're not alone. If I get enough people who need that type of uh, socialization and, and, and socializing, then I will certainly do that. This week, this week's inspiration comes from John 8.32, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. How many times have I told you all that I promise you, I will never tell you what you want to hear. I promise to tell you what you need to hear. I've said it plenty of times that I'd rather drink a cup of warm truth than to drink a tall, cold glass of liquid lies. I'd rather dine with an honest enemy than go to lunch with a fake friend. Yes, indeed. I would rather dine with an honest enemy than to go to lunch with a fake friend. That friend comes in many forms. Family. Uh, co-workers, neighbors, whomever. When you know what's going on, you don't have to stay in the company of people who you know are mistreating you, people who you know are not respecting you, people who you know are speaking about you behind your back. You don't have to be in that. You don't have to stay in abusive situations. You don't have to do anything. We're going to be talking about a lot of that today. And, of course, if you want to join us on social media, because I want to get all of this out of the way early. I know so many of you are out and about today. It's the day before the holidays in many countries and here in the United States. Of course, Christmas is tomorrow. This is my last week of vacation, so that in itself is depressing me a little bit. But I managed to get quite a bit accomplished, and um, I'm ready for changes, good or bad. I'm prepared for the bad, prepared for the good in 2018. Welcome to all of the guests joining us today. Thank you so much for being here. Those of you in the call query and those of you in our show chat room 
As I said, I'll probably be here by myself today. I see a couple of you jumping in and out. If you need to go, and many of you will today, I understand totally. It's a busy day, and you can always come back and listen to the replays. So with that said, we're going to jump into our program. Oh, I was going to tell you in the front of the program how you can get involved in all of the ways you can join us on our uh, different social media sites. So again, our number is 202-618-2556. And just so that you know, all of our programs are both virtual and real world are sponsored by the Wall Foundation Incorporated. And that is an IRS-approved and recognized tax-exempt 501c3 nonprofit, and we welcome your support in any way. We need your support to keep our programs going, everything from our talk shows that you're listening to right now to our real-world programs. We still do have our warmth for the winter uh, drive going on. If you're on Facebook, you can give there. Uh, you can go to our websites, thewallfoundationinc.org. That's thewallfoundationinc.org. We have several ways that you can uh, donate there. Also, my website is www.cmariawall.com. That's www.cmariawall.com. I am there. Welcome, Jean, the quiet storm. Welcome back. You haven't been seen here in a while. I'm so glad that you're with me. I know that you're busy and about to get on the road, but thank you for being here. The chat room have been giving us fits for a while now. Um, Whenever they uh, disconnect you, just refresh the page, and it will bring you back into a new chat room. That's been going on for a while, and BTR needs to fix that at some point, hopefully in 2018, because it's evident they're not trying to fix it in 2017. So that's what's going on with the chat rooms. Um, Back to our social media sites. If you'd like to join us on Google+, I have the Relationship Recovery Group there. That is my worldwide coaching group. We have longevity. We are like a family there. People come and they tend to stay. They've been there for a couple years now. And if that's where you'd like to be, we have coaches, counselors, myself, and others there. We're like one big family. Uh, People are sharing their stories both privately and openly. And if you'd like to join our particular group, you can look for the relationship recovery group that says the story of a good life in four words, respect, honesty, trust, loyalty, the end. You'll also find me there in that particular group because over the years, more relationship recovery groups have cropped up, but ours, you will see our banner, it says, the story of a good life. In four words, respect, honesty, trust, loyalty, the end. And over on Facebook, we have several groups there. Uh, if you want to join my professional page, it's Let's Grow with C. Maria. That's Let's Grow with C. Maria. It's also FOCUS. It's an acronym that stands for Females Offering Clarity, Unity, and Success. The main group is our open urban group where anything goes within respect and reason. You can go there, network, make announcements, do whatever you like there. Another group is Focus Females Global. Focus Females Global is a global group. 
that is where we have uh, professionals there, myself, my admins. If you'd like to join that group, put in your request. One of my admins or myself will talk, speak with you, and we will either approve it or we will send you to the proper resources to get you prepared for that next leg of your journey. Wow, W-O-W-W, Women of Wisdom and Worth. That's a place where you can drop in, get your fix of motivation and inspiration and keep it moving. Because so many of us, we have such busy lives. Sometimes we just need that extra boost during the course of our day. So you'd want to do that at WOW, W-O-W-W, Women of Wisdom and Worth. So today is all about Q&A. We are about to get started, but my main system is now giving me a fit. It seems to be locking up on me, so I cannot start our music. So today, this is what we're going to do. It's trying its best to get itself together here. So now we're going to go into our stress relief and release breathing exercises before we jump into today's program. Should be in a lying or seated position right now. If you're ready, eyes closed. Let's breathe in. Now breathe out. One more time. Breathe in. Breathe out. One more time with me. Breathe in. Breathe out slowly. I want you to continue this at your own pace throughout the program. And what I'm going to do right now is let our music play. If it's working, it doesn't look like it's on for you. This is your time to reflect upon everything that you've been through this year. Time for you to let it go. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. I'm going to give you a few moments of silence to get yourself grounded to where you need to be. This is our time to give ourselves that moment of clarity and release that we need. So if everybody's ready, let's get this show going. As I said earlier, we'll be answering some of the questions that you have. And one of the things that I said earlier is that this week's inspiration, for those of you who are just jumping on, welcome. John 8.32, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. 
For those of you in the chat room, if you're a guest in the chat room and you'd like to take part in this week's conversation, two ways you can do that. Log out and log in under a regular screen name for our chat room, or you can give us a call at 646-478-4726. That's 646-478-4726. It's been a long road this year. Oh, and by the way, for those of you who may be new, if you hear moments of silence, we are having some technical difficulties today. Prayerfully, that silence won't be due to that. It will be because I'm giving you that time to reflect upon what we have discussed up to the moment of silence. That's the time where you can figure out where you can apply today's lesson in your life And if you know someone who can benefit from this program, please share, share, share away. It is my hope that I can touch as many people throughout this world as I can before my time on this earth is over. Okay, so today is all about Q&A. So many of you have the same questions over and over each year. And then I just put them in order and prioritize them according to how many times people ask me the same questions. And this year, for some reason, seems to be, see Maria, why? Uh, About things going on in my personal life. But my answer to that is this. I'm a speaker. I'm a teacher. I'm a guide. In order for me to connect with you, I have to share my journey. From the beginning, as far back as I can remember, up to this very moment, I need you to understand that you're not alone. I need you to realize that you're not the only one in this world that has certain people doing things to you. I need you to believe that you can make it through. And if I need to be that example, if I need to speak my truth in order for you to walk in your truth and your power, then so be it. I've said this before. At some point, I'm going to get tired of talking about my family, of talking about my uh, abusive relationship. I'm going to get tired at some point. That's called retirement when I'm ready to move on to the next leg of my journey. So that answers that question. And it pains me. It still is hard at times to speak my truth. No one wants to walk away from the people who they've known their entire lives, the people who they love and expect or would think that they would love them back. No one wants to do that. No child asks to be brought into a world where a parent 
doesn't love them or parents don't love them or parents put one child over the other. No child wants to go through that. No woman or man wants to promise to love, honor, and cherish someone and then finds out that that person is a fraud, a fake, a phony, and a stranger in their homes. No one wants to do that. No one. But many of us experience this every single day of our lives. And as I said here at the Wall Foundation, Inc., and the Sunday morning inspiration, the Saturday morning motivation and healing through hurt, I talk radio, guess what? We speak the truth. So many of you are still sitting in silence. These shows are intended to incite you to want to find your voice. That's what these shows are about. So many times I get the infamous letters where he cheated on me and this, that, and the other, this, you know, whatever you want to call the, 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 the other half of the cheating outside of your partner or spouse. You have every name in the book for them, but yet you hold your significant, insignificant other in the highest of regards. How do you move on? First and foremost, you realize love don't love no one who don't love you. You realize that, guess what? That other party is just as guilty as your insignificant other. Because if that person was not man or woman enough to tell you that they wanted to move on, guess what? Why are you holding on to something that does not want to be held? And if they do, it's not by you anymore. Doesn't matter if you've been in that relationship for two weeks, four weeks, six weeks. Does not matter. You could have been in that relationship for 20 plus years, 10 years, 15 years, 5 years. Does not matter because so many of you will pick apart all of my solutions and keep them as problems because you choose to play on the pity party. Know thy worth, people. Know thy worth. You're holding on to thin air. There's nothing worse in this world. And so many of you, you know my story. Every darn day, I can't go out my back without seeing my ex over there. He and she are match made in hell, two peas in a pod. The woman that he had the affair with was a neighbor. And that neighbor, and he lives in her parents' house because neither one of them can afford to live on their own. And he's making pretend he had workers at the house the other day telling them about the problem in his house and this and that. He's always tried to leech on. That was his plan. He's under the impression that if he plays a good boy long enough, he'll get his name added to their home. He's living in the big house, making pretend like it belongs to him. A person who has no real job, lost his contractor's license due to fraud, Living there, making pretend, brought a sitting outside, and then there's some that actually work in a garage. I'm assuming they couldn't make payments on it, so whenever they can't make payments on things, they hide them at mommy and daddy's house because their house is not visible from the main roads. You'd have to know that they're down there. Hey, Simon. Simon from the UK and Gene. My two favorite fellows are here with me today. That makes it all worth it. 
when uh, my two greatest fans, who are males, tend to show up uh, and they're together. So we're back together again. It's okay, Simon. Uh, It was problems getting into the chat room anyway. And, of course, if the chat room cuts you off, please refresh your browsers. It will bring you back in. Today we're talking about Q&A. For those of you who are jumping into the call query and the chat room, we're talking about Q&A with C. Maria. I'm answering or responding to a lot of the issues and questions that I have received throughout the year. And today is no different. So when you all want to know why I speak about my past, because there's nothing worse than when people tell me, you don't understand what I'm going through. Yeah, I do. It's been happening since I divorced that fool in 2010. And he makes it a point to come outside when I'm outside, and then he talks loud enough so that I can hear him. It's still a cat and mouse game with him. Walk a few yards out my back to their mommy and daddy's house or her mommy and daddy's house, knock on the door, and there they are, the happy couple. I'm waiting for him to marry her and they put be dumb enough to put his name on their house because the IRS wants a piece of him and everyone else does too. When karma comes knocking, and karma comes knocking every day, let me, let me put this in perspective for some of you. Karma comes knocking in the form because he's making pretend that that big home belongs to him. My this, my, my plumbing, my walls were leaking, my this, my that. He actually believes that, but he, he never comes out. You don't see him walk in the neighborhood. If he does, it's under the cloak of darkness because they know, and he knows that he's hiding. It's the perfect hideout. But if one more person knocks on this door looking for him, because I am the ex-wife and probably this address that he is still using, he or she is still using because right about now I've had to say on these shows because at some point I think that they're probably listening, that I know that they've done some identity theft and other things. And if it comes down to that, hey, I'll become a witness in a heartbeat. So leave it be, people. Leave it be. So, yeah, I know what you're going through. I understand what you're going through. My answer to your question is simply this. Keep your head high and keep it moving. Because guess what? It bothers him more that I don't respond to him than when I do or if I do. And let me tell you all something. Since the day that we divorced, I have not reached out to him. I have not attempted it, although his family has attempted to reach out to me between then and now. But I, there's nothing for me. There's nothing for When I told the father that he, we were divorcing because he was having an affair with a neighbor, he talked about how ratchet and skanky these women are. But yet... I guess when he figured out that the skanky ratchet woman was his own daughter, he saw more in the form of a free handyman living in the house, and they welcomed him with open arms. Another neighbor has a rental property two doors down, a deacon in the church, amen, told me that he knew what my ex had done. He saw all of the paperwork. He saw all of my court orders and everything because if they see him in the neighborhood, they needed that he's not supposed to be there. He said, The times were hard, and he needed cheap labor. 
And he said, he's sorry about what he did to me, but, and I thought to myself, what if a man does that to your daughter? What if a man rapes your daughter, abuses your daughter, is is a coward and doesn't want to move on because he wants to have his cake and eat it too? What if he does that to your daughter and someone tells you or the judge tells you, oh, well, sorry about that, but, you know, I'm tired of dealing with people like this, so we got to keep it moving. So this is what I live in. This is the type of mentality that I live in with neighbors because people don't care in this world anymore. This is a me first, I don't care world. And many people love to see the drama. And unfortunately, no matter what they say and or do, I'm not playing into it. So you need to stop playing into the drama. How many of you, next thing you know, you're outside cursing out the other person and doing all of this and the police are called and you're the one in trouble. Stop it. When it's over, it's over. If you're meant to get back together down the road, I'm pretty sure that the great I am and divine timing in the universe will send you sure shot signs that you belong together again. Stop buying in investing in penny stocks that yield little or no return. Stop it. Stop investing in things and people who are not giving you a high yield and return on your investment. But, 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 I've been with him for 10 years. Okay, well, it's 10 years or 10 minutes. When it's over, it's over. Every river flows somewhere. It's not, it's no longer a river, it becomes a lake. And as long as you're making pretend like you're a river, you're going to keep flowing into that lake. And that lake could be a place of stagnant water where it has no place to go. And so many of you are sitting in stagnant water. Every plane that goes up must land at some point. Everything that has a beginning does have an end. So many of us, we invest in things. We don't expect to be divorced. We don't expect to be single at the holidays. We don't expect to be hurting like this year after year. And some of you, let me talk about you rebounders for a moment. Because you all are some kind of special. Year after year, you jump out of a bad situation, but because you want a warm body in your cold place or bed or whatever it is, right into something else. And, you know, so many times it's sad when people who are close to me follow the same pattern as so many others. If you're getting out of a bad relationship, why would you go and jump into a relationship with someone who's in the process of getting out of theirs? I bite my tongue for no one. The bottom line is that there's so many of you throughout this year. And some of you, you have the darndest excuses. Uh, uh, yeah, I know that I just got out of my relationship, but I'm with him because I know that, you know, he's in the process, so I don't have to commit to him. What? Stop. 
Think about it this way. For all of you who have convinced yourselves that being with someone who's in the process of ending their marriage, their relationships, or whatever, makes sense to you because you don't have to commit to them, think about this. You are now the very person who you despised in your last relationship. If that person has a wife and he's in the process of divorcing her or he has a significant other or she has a significant other and they're in the process, that means that they're not in a position for progress. They cannot progress beyond that point because they still have a partner who they have not separated from. You become the other person. You become the very person who was the straw that broke the camel's back in your last relationship. And some of you, the person who you're hooking up with, because that's all you're doing, you can't be in love, you can't be in in total like. There's nothing there. Because right now that person who's still in the process, progressing to the breakup, right now, now that person is the one that has their cake and eating it too. Don't convince yourself or sabotage yourself into going from one bad situation into another. You just had your kudos and your pat on the back because you just got out of a bad situation. And now you're becoming the very person that caused you to break up the last relationship. And some of you will say, I'm not the one. That was already in the works before we got together. Let me tell you something. So you don't add icing to that woman or man's cake by adding to it. Okay, there was someone before you, and maybe that person is still lurking in the shadows too. So this person is, has his cake, he's eating it too, he has a full course meal and everything else. Why? Because you have convinced yourself that you're not as wrong as the person that did it to you when you are. Doesn't matter if you're the first person, the second person, or the third. You are still an outside entity who's interfering with that relationship. We're not getting into schematics of whether the relationship is rocky or good or solid or all of that. You are an outside entity who has infiltrated that relationship. Out of it. Find someone who's where you are. If you're at that next level after the breakup, and you're moving on, learning how to survive on your own, get in a support group. Find someone who's where you are. You're that person who likes to cook and clean and all of that. Wonderful. Find someone who's there. If he's used to her cooking and cleaning and he needs to learn, I'm not saying cook and clean for him. I'm saying teach him how to do it for himself. How about that? You see, when we break up, we're not the person that we were during that relationship and before that. 
When we break up from something that's that traumatizing and that hurtful, we're not the same person. So, number one, you need to take time to see who you are now. Number two, you have to learn to love yourself. Because when you do that, you won't get into another bad situation. Yeah, it may feel good. It's called a rebound for a reason. And let me tell you all, let me dispel something. It's okay. You can be single. It's okay. It doesn't make you... Uh, somebody with the plague or whatever, it doesn't make it mean that you can't have someone in your life. It simply means that you are rejuvenating, refreshing, regrouping, rethinking. Everything changes. That is why I tell people, don't be so dependent on any one person. Sometimes we have to be still and allow the universe to guide us. And stop finding fault and wrong in everything in your life. Stop finding the negative. In a negative situation, why are you finding more negative? Stop finding the negative. Look at the positive. I told a uh, friend of mine. Another friend of mine, um, we had been conversing on social media for some time. Well, I found out that she was close and um, and uh, she wanted to get out and she had lost her husband and things of that nature. So we decided to go out to a specific restaurant, have brunch, and um, this it just started off badly from beginning to the end. And her meal was never right after taking it back three times. It had come out burned, and then it was overcooked and just not right, and things were just awful. But this is what happened, because I had suggested that we up and leave and go somewhere else early on. But I said, no, she wanted to come here. I haven't been here in a while. Let's just see how it goes. So someone who she knew walked in. And she was had asked her about her church and what's going on. She said that they needed a new furnace. It's ice cold there and all of these things. And that person, before she left, she gave her a check towards a new furnace. Just wrote out a check. She said, I love that place. Listen, this is the best that I can do. And I said, guess what? Had we left, as bad as the experience was, had we left there, she would have never gotten that check. In your life, and gentlemen, if you have a question or a comment, please feel free to post it. I can still see the chat room right now, so um, if you have a, or I think I can see the chat room. It looks like it's working, so somebody type something to let me know that the chat room is live up and running. Um, But again, if you're having problems at work, and you see the same people doing the same raggedy things to you over and over again, you know what to expect from those individuals. And if you need to leave that place, work on your plan. Don't let your plan work you. You work your plan. And stop talking so much. 
Thank you, Simon. I see that the chat room is up and running. Yay, it's still alive and well. Let me say this to you. Sometimes we talk too much. Most of the people who are listening to your business aren't listening because they care. They're listening because they are enjoying the show. They are enjoying watching the drama. They are enjoying watching your downfall in some cases. Learn how to keep your mouth shut. Stop worrying about what so many people think about you. Stop worrying about who's watching, who's this, who's comparing. That's their insecurities. And when you bring it to light and you decide to let them know that it's getting to you, guess what? They're going to do it even more because they know the more that it gets to you, the more they're going to tear you down. And some of you want to know, well, how do I keep my mouth shut? How can I just move on? Let me tell you something. There's something called meditation. There's something called getting a hobby. There's something called going home, taking a hot shower, a hot bath getting your favorite beverage, whether it's alcoholic or non I suggest you don't really drink alcohol while you're in a nice hot bath because between the heat and the the blood pressure and all of that and the alcohol, you know, we don't want you to fall asleep or hurt yourself, so don't do that. Get some juice, get something. So get some coffee, get some hot cocoa, do whatever. Get your favorite beverage, preferably non-alcoholic if you're going to be in the tub for a while and all of that. Light some candles. Go to the library, get a good book, do something that makes you feel good. Do something that will take you away from your troubles for a while. That is why we always start this program with our stress relief and release. Power of the breath, breathing, it has wonderful, wonderful healing powers. The power of water. In the form of tears, they have great healing power. Great healing power. I need you to understand this. I need you to put yourself first in the new year. Over in our show chat room, let's see. I believe Eugene is typing. He says, Oh, we know about people who enjoy a drama-filled show. We had a slew of experts who created a whole reality show. When's the hell in which we were all participants, a few of us unwilling. They all started on that show for free. And that's the truth. Some of us can walk out the front door in our lives. And most of you say, my life is better than fiction, but it's one heck of a program. And I tell it here, but guess what? Outside of here, if I'm not in teaching mode, I don't mention the ex. I don't mention his sidekick. I don't mention the parents. I don't mention anything because I know the truth about him, and I know that he's living in the shadows. And when you're a human being almost 60 years old, you have no retirement. You have no anything, you have no real job, no retirement, you're living under the radar, no driver's license, no license to run a business, but you're using their vehicles, at some point your luck is going to run out. Your body will break down again, you're not on anybody's health insurance, so what are you going to do when you go to the hospital because they will come after you 
like no tomorrow. When I was left with no insurance for a time and I got sick as a dog, put me in the hospital, they tried everything in their book. This hospital, even though I had made payment plans, they got with their attorneys. They tried to get the people to come and get me over this bill. Well, guess what? I didn't say, well, if they're going to do that, I ain't paying nothing. Let me tell you something. I paid that off. And now they're on the receiving end because I want to know certain things that were done wrong. Now they have to answer me. And if and that meant that I had to sacrifice things to pay off thousands of dollars. But I did that. And so many of you, let me tell you something. Don't come to me whining and crying about what you don't have and what you need when your hand nails are done to the hoop every other week, and in some cases every week, because I know the price of getting that hair done. I know the price of getting those nails done. Your children don't have milk in the house, but you just got your nails done. Your children don't have clothes on their back and shoes, but you just got your hair done. There's a problem with your thinking. You know, I saw the other day, I see this commercial every now and then. It's a gentleman on a bus, and he says, you know, I have a car. But whenever I go to pay my insurance, something comes up, like my daughter's birthday. What? Doesn't that come up every year since the day she was born? What? So many of us, Ties, so many of us, don't even think about that. Uh, you know, it comes up and I can't pay my car insurance because of my daughter's birthday. Well, you should have planned for that a long time ago. Some of these commercials out here, I'm like, what? There are commercials out here show beautiful commercials. Then you'll show people of a certain ethnic group. It'll be the mother and the children. No daddy. I've noticed those too. And let me tell you all something. Ladies, if you're in that type of a predicament, because now commercials are starting to subliminally put those things in our head. And we may not realize it while we're looking at the commercial, but our psyche picks up on those types of things. Unless you're really that type of person that pays attention, you don't realize this. And we've seen it here. Yes, yeah, Simon, that's what I said. Every year, they comes up at the same time. And that's your excuse for not having insurance? You know, something comes up, like my daughter's birthday. What? I'm like, who paid to have this commercial created? What? And then they have the woman. She says, well, I have a car. But it's between putting food on the table and getting them to doctor's appointments or paying my insurance. I understand that. You're taking care of business. You're doing the right thing. But this guy sitting on the bus, what? People, your priorities are messed up. When you cannot afford food and clothing and housing and, and, you know, Christmas toys and things of that nature, but your hair and nails are done, you need to learn how to do your own hair. What is it all dolled up for? You're not trying to get a job. You're not trying to go out to some place or to some function where you need to be dolled up for a few hours. 
Your hair isn't even yours in most cases. So what are we doing here? Why are we doing it? Because our priorities are out of whack. Yeah, this is one of those quiet moments because I need you all to understand what I'm saying. I need you to rethink what you're doing, what you've been doing every single year. And Eugene will be a, can attest to this. Every year I have one of these shows, and every year I'm still telling some of you the same things over and over again because some of you are still at ground zero square one. And remember, when you're at ground zero, you're what? You're not at rock bottom. You're on solid ground. So there's no excuse for you not to be moving. But some of you, you've convinced yourself, I'm at rock bottom. Okay, it's time for you to move. You have no place to go but up. And still, some of you will still find a problem with that statement. Well, I'm going to move up. There's no way to dig myself out of this hole. There's always a way. As long as you have breath in your body and hope, there's always a way. Always. Humble yourself and ask for help. There's always a way. But you have to want to do better. You have to want to be better. Some of you are so in love with the pity party, it's ridiculous. You talk a good game. Back in the day, people would come on here and hear me give their name a shout out, and they're still at ground zero. They just wanted to show up. And some people were trying to branch off and start their own program and say, see, I'm on the famous C. Maria show. They were coming here just waiting to hear their names so they could use it as a springboard. And so many people, that's why my circle is so small, because when we have given people chances to do the right thing, they have done everything very wrong. When you have so many people who keep being disappointments, you have to start to disallow them in your lives. The way that they are dissing you, you need to play the diss game. Disallow, disapprove, dismiss. Yeah, I had to get quiet on that one. Again, I tell you, Play the diss game. They're dissing you. You always let people, give people a chance. Give people a chance. But when they show their true colors, you got to let them go. Figure this, each burden that you take on, problem that you welcome into your life, that's another weight on you. That's another thing that's holding you back from being able to soar with the eagles. Whether it be your priorities, whether it be your selfishness, whatever it is. And you know, so many people year after year, well, you know, you know, when they were growing up, that this was an alcoholic and a druggie and that that was this. Let me tell you something. 
I witnessed all of that growing up. Narcissistic, sociopathic mother. She's very calculated in everything she does. A family that's not sharp enough to know that there's more than one side to every story. Let me tell you something. Suddenly, I got to that age where I said something's not right. Then I got even older, and it become it had become that place where I'll need to do better. I'm going to fall into this same vicious cycle. Yes, I lost everything in the process because people would rather fall for dear old mom who bought my son's love and uh, lied to family members who then attacked me based on one side of a story because they're not very bright. And if they're listening, oh, well, you know who you are. Time for me to speak my truth to you. That's why I had to walk away from them people. And guess what? I was just out with a neighbor a few days ago, and I told her, I have never been more at peace than I am now since I let all of that go. And that was over 50 years of my life wasted, trying to be loved and to be accepted and to be understood and to pray for someone to hear my side of the story. You know how many children are out here crying out in silence because no one is listening to what they have to say. No one wants to hear. No one wants to help. Everybody wants to look the other way. Hey, Miss Pretty. Miss Pretty has been around this show for a very long time. Miss Pretty pops up every now and then, but from day one almost, Miss Pretty has been here coming in and out for, what, seven years or so? We're about to go into our eighth year, and people want to know why. We have longevity because we keep it real on this program. We keep it very real with you. We tell you the hard things that you don't like to hear. Jean writes, yes, some people don't really want to be helped. They want to be seen and heard. They want to keep telling everyone about their problems because that's their way of continuing to live in it. Living in misery gets them attention from others. And Simon writes, oh, so true. And it is true. There are people out here, and they don't care about anyone else. I don't know if I shared that story. Where I started doing my family's ancestry. I wanted to know who I was. I felt like something was missing. Why do I have certain features? Why am I drawn to certain things? Why do I think this way? Why do certain people just up and not like me for whatever reason? Why does this happen? So I started my genealogy search, and so their old mom pops up, and she says, see you on this genealogy thing, and, uh, you know, now, remember, I've always shared that all my life she said that her father was not her father, so that meant he wasn't my grandfather. So she says, well, I went to get my passport, and the woman's name on there for my mother isn't my grandmother's name. I'm like, well, who the hell is it? Uh, I don't want to speak about it because um, I don't put my name out there anywhere because I don't want nobody to know anything because I'm... Um, when God, God doesn't want me to know the truth right now, and when God wants me to know the truth, he'll tell me. I'm like, if you know anything about the Bible, for those of you who read the Bible, you know that God says, you know, you should be enlightened, you should know. So the bottom line is simple. I told her, stop it. It's about you. You have family now, not just for me and my children. 
in my bloodline, but you have a son, you think that he would want to know who he came from or who we are? I'd like nothing more than to know that granddaddy wasn't granddaddy and grandma wasn't grandma. That means that I'm not connected to these dysfunctional people anyway. That would work out very well for me. But in saying that, do I have a family out there? Do they know that we exist? Have they wondered about her and if she had children and children's children and all of that? Who are we? And I told her that's very mean and very selfish for her not to share the woman's name so I can try to find out who she is. And I told her, I dared her, don't you go talk to the family saying that I'm doing anything. And her best answer, because a guilty person would, a, a person who's not guilty would have said, I'm not doing that. Why are you saying? She said, please stop saying that to me. I said, please stop doing it. Because this year was the last year that I let a family member attack me based on lies telling me what I'm not doing as a grown individual. You're going to call me or reach out to me and try to to praise me for all of the good that I'm doing throughout the world and then tell me what I'm not doing at home based on what somebody told you. It is the dumbest thing I've never seen. I've been in a lot of scenarios, but to have an entire family's worth of people who will jump on this bandwagon, this woman is is a master manipulator. But most narcissists and abusers are. But the family could care less. So I always say, people like you who are here every week, you're my family. A DNA strand does not make you family. It just makes you connected to people by a DNA strand. If you go out right now and start your ancestry search, you will be surprised who you share DNA with. I hail from a line of European noblemen. Woohoo! Who knew? Because there's so many secrets and lies on my mother's side, I can only go back but so far. I can't get anyone who answers anything, who knows anything. Most of the elders, matter of fact, all of the elders are gone. And when I said it one time to a cousin that our, fa- our parents are getting older and it will be our time to take care of them at some point, I don't know what she thought. She went and told dear old mom, and dear old mom went and told everybody off and how pissed off she was that I had said that because, you know, when I when she dies, then I can take over. I'm like, well, I said that when you get too old to do anything, I'd have to take care of you because 10 to 1, your son won't be around like he's usually not around to help you out in any way. But she copped an attitude about that. And if I ever told you all or shared the story when she told me years ago when my son was first born that he belonged to her. And she would go against my wishes every chance she got. And in the end, when he got older, I guess he was in his 20s or so, he called me a bitch. And long before then, when my mother was coming home, I could see when she parked that she had an attitude. A gentleman walked up to her and said, how's your daughter doing? haven't seen her. Please give her my regards. And then a second one walked up and said, how's your daughter? Tell her I said hello, please. She came in the house mad as sin. She told me I was just a goddamn whore. So you want to talk to me? Because two men said, 
tell your daughter that I said hello. I'm a whore. And years down the road, my daughter-in-law, because I said, there's some things. And I told my daughter-in-law when she first married my son, said, I'm not saying one word to you because this is how it's going to go down. Dear old mom is going to show up. She's going to give you a version of everything because you're supposed to hate me in the end. And the family, the DNA strand, they're so stupid. When my son's father died at the funeral, here they all come, never knew the man. My mother would refuse to speak to him, not knowing. None of us knew that he was dying of cancer. She refused, but darned if she didn't show up and she brought all of her disciples and groupies with her to his funeral. And I'm in another room with my grandchildren. Everyone's walking about, oh, we didn't know that you were here. Why wouldn't I be? Oh, that's right. You've been listening to dear old mom again. And as I was taking one of the family members home, she said, we didn't even know that my son had a father. I almost stopped dead on the beltway, on the highway, and I said, well, how the hell did he get here? Why would you all be interested? I don't sit around. How many of you? Raise your hand. It's a lot of you in the chat room. How many of you sit around talking about who's got baby daddies every day of your life? How many, is it me who doesn't go around talking about some other person's relationship all day long? People who I'm not close to, who I don't talk to every day, who I wouldn't know what was going on unless dear old mom who does it best, because she talks about everyone. These people have no idea just how badly she talks about them too. And if they don't put her on a pedestal, oh, they are the worst things in the world, sometimes worse than me. So is that normal, somebody out here? If you're listening to the replay, tell me. Thank you, Simon. Simon says, not a subject that's ever sprung to mind that I can remember, other things to think about. Exactly. So I'm like, why would you say something like that? Didn't know that he had a father. How did he get here? Why do you need to know this? Why do you all not think that there's something wrong with every time my mother comes around, she's got to talk to you about me? And it's always something negative. Why wouldn't someone think there's something very wrong? Why didn't someone know that as a child I was always disheveled and over in the corner, curled up by myself, not very social? Why didn't you all notice that? Why didn't anyone notice any of that? Because they were too busy. I don't want to get involved. I told mom she's sweet as she could be, but she she sent me a message one day that she was fishing, and I called her out on it. I said, I know that you're fishing for my mother. I said, my mother is finally one. I made the choice to leave. I'm leaving this family alone for a host of reasons. I'm tired of being attacked based on lies. I'm tired of being stuck in the middle of he said, she said, I know nothing about. So you see... When you are in the middle of this, yes, every year, it gets a little bit better for me to talk about all of this. And I don't care what family member may decide to listen in the day. You all have been played. You think that all of these people go out here and become mentally disturbed and become drug addicts and alcoholics and serial killers or whatever it is. A lot of them, you can trace it back to the fact that something happened in their childhoods that people turned their backs on. And, you know, back in the day, there were certain things that you just never wanted to talk about. It was the close the windows, close the blinds, keep everything within the family. And no one wants to address anything. Everyone lives with their head in the sand. 
And I know many of you listening to me, you know that there are people that are crying out in silence, but you don't want to get involved. It's not your problem. It was more hurtful how many people came out of the woodworks that knew that something was wrong when I was married to that jackass that lives a couple yards away out my backyard now. When they said, I thought something was wrong, but, you know, I ain't want to get involved and I ain't know what to say. How about saying, are you okay? That would have meant more than everybody just making pretend like they didn't see anything. But the minute that something goes on with those very people, I need your help. Do you now? The next thing is, I know you. You're a good person. You wouldn't turn your back. Watch me. I tell them this. I'll say a prayer for you. That's all I can give. I will say a prayer for you, but that's as far as it goes. You all need to stop giving, 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 giving if you're not getting anything back. And what do they say? You always remember, on your last days, you don't want people to remember how you died. If you're there, Eugene, if if I die before you and you get a chance to come to that, please officiate because, you know, my mother will make me look horrible in the box and everybody will come with their crap. Make sure that they know the truth and I know that you'll, you'll present it well. If you have to, save this show on... Um, December 24th of 2017, I give you permission to throw them all out. Matter of fact, I hope they don't show up. Gene writes, LOL, sad but true. And it is. People, this is the reality that we live in. I live in it every day. I see it. It's been almost an entire year. An entire year since I've had any dealings with the majority of my family members, and I'm okay with that. Jean writes, oh, you know your mother is going to come. That's the greatest performance of her life. Yeah. Oh, she will carry on it. She will take it away. I'm the one in the box, but she will make it all about her. You know, after the stint when I was in the hospital with a life-threatening illness and here come her groupies, and they're going to sit there and tell me about how awful a person I am. And because I'm educated, I tend to down dear old mom. I'm like, what? What? And, you know, some children this and that. And then a couple weeks later, here she goes boasting about it, telling people that she knew that it was upsetting me. Now, I'm in the hospital at ground zero. I'm that sick. But she said that she knew that it was upsetting me, and she said it with delight. And more than one person shared that story. Well, you know, she did this, and it bothered me. Did you tell her that it bothered you? One person stepped up to her, and her response was, oh, I didn't know they were going to do that. Why did you invite them there in the first place? They don't talk to me on a regular basis. Why are they coming to see me in the hospital? And so many people I shared the story with, then they get in this circle and they start praying over me, not knowing that they were praying against me. I told them all, yep, time for y'all to go. Take her with you. First night I was in the hospital, you know, I was trying to be nice, and she was there asking a lot of questions. I said, okay. 
they made a nice spot for her, and she stayed the night. But, you know, she was then on the phone telling people her version of my illness, crap she knew nothing about. I'm like, okay, seriously? And then here come her groupies. You're going to have visitors. Who? Why are they here? Well, in this new year, stop going from one bad situation to another. Take time to learn who you are now, where you are, and what you need to do to move forward. Love yourself enough to know that you deserve better. You deserve more. And for all of those people who have dissed you over the years, it's time for you to do the diss program. Dismiss, disapprove, disallow. It's time for you to distance yourself from everything and everyone who's caused you heartache, hurt, pain, whatever it is, disappointments, whatever. Will it hurt? Yes. Try to go back? Probably. But in saying this, I need you to understand something. Anytime as a child, when you got a boo-boo, it hurt before it healed. You go into the hospital for surgery or procedures, it's going to hurt before it heals. Find the right people to support you. Be that medication to help ease your pain and to help you with that transition, that healing process. There's a reason why I presented this in a narrative opposed to saying, well, I got this question from so-and-so because so many of you have already convinced yourself that it only happens to you. And if you sent in a question and I don't say your name, you'll think she didn't see mine, even though it's the same question I just answered. So therefore, that's why I tell it in the story. So yes, in my life, I've experienced more than most people would in a lifetime. I never expected to be to wait until I got into my 50s to marry someone who's going to cheat on me. First time in my life, I never expected to become an assault victim. I helped assault victims. I never expected to become one. I never expected to have my identity stolen by some crazy woman who's in love with a man who belonged to someone else. I never expected any of that. And let's not forget that he always promised that he would come back and take me out of this world one day. If you're on my page on YouTube, you will see where I put together a compilation of all of his voicemails. And once again, he said that I was on my way down. And before that face-to-face, he gave me a date and a time and everything. I can't for the life of me remember the date, and maybe it's for the best because I will not stop living and live in fear and wait for that man to come and cause me harm. I stay vigilant. I stay prepared. I stay prayed up, and I keep the security cameras going because he's not to be trusted. He can make pretend but for so long. Let one of those family members or an outsider family member wake up and they start questioning, 
why they never see him with a driver's license, where he has a Maryland ID card, not a driver's license, because by law you can't have both. It's either or. Why he doesn't really go to work. Where's the money going? He's probably living off of all of that money that he stole. And I've told a story before when he went to, uh, he was selling those coupons on those coupon sites that were very popular back in the day. He made thousands of dollars and never did the work. You know, out of almost a hundred grand, he returned sixteen thousand. And his family, they don't know how to keep money, so they probably have squandered most. And right now, he's living as a homeless person in someone else's house. But he's convinced himself that that big, the big house is his. My this and my that. No teeth, no anything. Standing outside with people. If I'm outside cutting the lawn or something or pruning my my uh, trees and things, he's over there talking and. These men are standing around talking to him, and he's trying to fit in. And I'm pretty sure that they know that he's out of place. He sounds like he's out of place. He sounds like he's trying to convince them. Almost 60 years old, no retirement, no health insurance, no nothing. Obviously, she can't keep a job, and neither can he. So they go back to Mommy and Daddy's house, gets his meals on the table and a roof over his head, living in the big house with some land. Because their house is bigger than my house. He used to tell people that he owned this house. His daughter was quick to tell me how he'd be on the phone lying to people. She didn't care. He never took care of her, and she's probably either close to or she's been emancipated now. She's probably an adult in 10 years. Yeah, she is. Or seven years since I divorced him. So... Yeah, she's an adult now. Don't hold on to anything. Trash is meant to be thrown away. It's not meant to be harbored, and and then that makes you a hoarder. Why are you hoarding up all of this trash? Trash is meant to be thrown away. Put it on the side of the road or wherever you put your garbage and trash to be picked up by your municipalities, whatever you do. Trash is not meant to be hoarded. They say that one person's trash is another person's treasure. Well, my trash was another person's trash. You can go out and buy some glue and glitter and shine it up and polish it up. All you want is still trash. Know thy worth. Love yourself. Respect yourself. Take time to take care of you in the new year. Gentlemen, it's been great. I want to thank you both for being here. Thank you, guest number 14, and all of the guests who've been jumping in and out, those of you over in our call query. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to those of you who will be listening to us in our replay. Thank you so much. Thank you from all over the world. Oh, my gosh. What did I say today? Our top five are the USA, the UK, Germany, Canada, Italy, and with an honorable mention to Brazil. Those were our top five, plus our honorable mention for last week. People come back, they listen. 
Thank you, Simon, so much for your great words and your kind words. And thank you so much for believing enough in our program and me to keep coming back week after week. I so appreciate you and and just your support and everything that you do. And again, one day I'd like for you gentlemen to call in. If you're here next week, maybe you won't be, but if you are, call in. I'd like to hear your voices and we can have an open discussion about things and what um, we as a people need to do to grow and uh, heal more in the new year. But again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I guess I want to pray you enough. I pray enough sunshine to brighten those rainy days of yours. I pray enough rain to make your gardens grow beautifully. I pray enough smiles to turn the frown you've been carrying around upside down. But most of all, I pray enough strength and courage to face whatever may be coming your way from this very moment and beyond. And as I said, this was a Q&A session, and at the beginning of the show I said it seems like it had become this year was all about Maria, tell us about you. Help me to understand why you do this, why you say this, what's going on here, there, and everywhere. And one thing that I learned throughout this year was the fact that people love when I speak my truth because in doing so, I'm actually speaking theirs as well. I'm still in awe at the fact that so many people are going through the same things. So many people respond to the same things in the same way. With slight variations. So you see, our means may be different slightly, but our end is the same. We're here on a healing path. Some of us are starting from ground zero which is not our rock bottom, but it's our solid ground. When you're ready to start moving forward, the journey is always better with friends. Reach out and someone will be there to grab your hand. Yes, people, this is a very depressing time for me. I miss my babies. I miss my family, my immediate family. I miss my grandchildren. I miss cooking Christmas Eve dinners. By now, today, I would have been up this morning starting to cook. Cutting up the blocks for the macaroni and cheese, washing the all of the veggies and getting those prepared, putting the turkey or whatever the theme would be for this year's Christmas Eve in the oven. It hurts every year. It does hurt. But I know that I need to keep moving. And for me, I like my quiet place. I'm used to being here. I'd rather stay in a quiet place and rejuvenate and refresh. I know, Eugene. I know. I was thinking about it. I um, If I can get the rest of my schoolwork done... And then I need to come up there anyway, if nothing more than to drop off your pants to you, because they've been sitting in this bag for a while. But I know that it hurts for so many of you. And the sad part is that 
the holiday has come. And you, it's almost gone in some areas, and it's midday in others. So it's already Christmas where you are. And I'm sorry that we can't be here just at the stroke of midnight for you when it starts, but we're here now. And I hope that you, when you click this button, you know that we're still here for you and that you're not alone and that we, I, we understand what you're feeling. Hold on a little longer. We're going to make it through this. So until next time, for those of you who are listening somewhere in the middle, of course, I gave out all of our contact information at the beginning of the show. So I'm not going to go through all of them, but hit, this is our number. 202-618-2556. That's 202-618-2556. Our websites are thewallfoundationinc.org, and mine is www.cmariawall.com. All of our websites do have contact forms there. If you need us, reach out, and we will be there. Next year, we'll be going back to having special guests on our show. Um, I'll be announcing those as they're scheduled. So be on the lookout for that. So until next time, be well, be blessed. I'm C. Maria Wallen for all of us here at the Healing Through Her iTalk Radio Network. All of my friends, Simon, Jean, all of the guests, and all of the people who are involved with our programs, we want to wish you a happy and safe holiday season. Simon, enjoy this season. Eugene, of course, I'll be in touch with you. Regardless, Simon, I'll see you on the other side of social media. And the rest of you who have become friends over the years, of course, I'll be talking to you as well. I just um, created my new art page for my energy art by, of course, me, C. Maria. And so many people are reaching out to me, setting up appointments who want me to visit their homes and see what I can create, especially for them. So I'm working on that. That's my new project in the new year. Uh, we're working on doing some more webinars and seminars and getting things back in track and making sure that our programs are in alignment with the needs of our communities. So that's what we're working on. So. I'm letting no grass grow under my feet, and I'm still on my journey in school. And Simon, please do let me know how things are going with you when you start school again and with your studies as well. Gene is a lifetime student. He'll stay in school. So anyway, we're just going to move along from that. Thank you all for being here. We'll see you next week at 8 a.m. for the final show of 2017 before we move into a new year, new outlook, new expectations, new everything. So be well, be blessed. Thank you all for being here. I'll see you on the other side of social media. Take care. Enjoy your holiday tomorrow if you're celebrating Christmas. Enjoy that day with your friends and family. And hopefully I'll hear from my babies. And um, that'll make my day a lot brighter, as always. So until then, be well, be blessed. I'm C. Maria Wall, a.k.a. The Mediator, and she wrote right here at our ground zero, which means we're all standing on solid ground. Ready, set? Yeah, it does, doesn't it, Simon? Time does fly. But ready, set, let's grow, W. 
See you next week for our last show of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do I keep doing this to myself? Giving my heart to someone else who can't seem to comprehend and just pretend, just pretend to love me the way that God loves me. Oh, the way that God loves me. Why do I keep doing this to myself? Giving my heart to someone else who can't seem to comprehend and just pretend, just pretend to love me. The way that God loves me. God loves me. Mm-hmm. The way that God loves me. But I bathed me. in the mind. Submerged mm-hmm. myself in the decay of the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, making bad decisions over and over again. Drenching my pillow with tears again. Thinking the void could be filled by a man. A man who blackened my eyes, demolished my pride, as he daily belittled my self-esteem. With each raise of his hands, I had to muffle a scream. But I don't have to stay here, trapped in my pain here. My Redeemer conquered death, hell, and the grave. Yahweh lives. So my soul can be saved. Mm-hmm. The way that God loves me. Yeah. The way that God loves me. Mm-hmm. The way that God loves me. Mm-hmm. Why do I keep doing this to myself? Giving my heart to someone else who can't see.